Our wonderful God, we bless you that you met with us during our worship today. We love to be reminded again of Jesus, to be refreshed by the gospel. Thank you that Pastor Mallon can be with us. Lord, we're teeming with questions about biblical counseling. We pray that this time will be useful as we kind of connect the dots with different things as we learn more about what it is to be instruments in the hands of the Redeemer. We pray in Jesus' wonderful name. Amen. Amen. Pastor Mallon. Say it again. Okay. So, uh, Pastor Shishko has uh, told me that I should be prepared for questions, but I have a question. And that is, uh, am I able to divest myself of some of the electronic devices that I'm presently wearing? Or... the white one stays, uh, but I can get rid of this one. Somebody who knows. Okay. Very good. I, ju- I just want to not be encumbered with wires. Okay. Uh, you can all hear me, right? I've never had anybody complain that they couldn't hear me. Um, so... Um, as we get started, I, I, a couple of things occurred to me um, during the service that I thought I would uh, bring to you. Now, this is all, you know, it's off the top of my head. Um, things easily come off the top of my head. There's nothing there to prevent it. <laughs> Thank you for laughing. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> yeah. So one of one of the uh, things is. Um, uh, a comment was made to me that, um, uh, in addition to other things, uh, I have an element of thespian in me. And as a matter of fact, in a former life, when I was teaching in the public schools, I was the director of the theater department. So, you know, um, however, what you saw this morning, I must say, was not acting. All right? I mean, it's, it's Lord's... Serious, Lord's Lord uh, at work. Second thing I wanted to note is the hymn uh, "Come Ye Sinners" um, that uh, Pastor Shishko opened up uh, uh, well. I think he introduced it uh, well. Um, happens to be one of my few favorite hymns, and. <clears throat> We're about to talk about counseling matters. Um, I first became aware of the hymn, although it was in the old Trinity hymnal, which I had used for some years, and then it was in the new Trinity hymnal, and now it's in the Trinity Psalter hymnal. Um, I somehow had had never really uh, encountered it until I was meeting with um, a man who was a minister who was familiar with the Trinity hymnal, was not an, not an OP minister, uh, wouldn't be somebody that any of you would know. But um, uh, he mentioned that it was, uh, it was one of his favorite hymns. So I turned, this is in the middle of a counseling session. So I turned to it, and it immediately became one of my favorites. But the, the tune is a Welsh Tune. Pastor Shishko 
connected it with the story of a Scott minister. And I, I have to say that whenever I read it, not when I sing it, but whenever I read it, I get to the point where um, uh, the word intrude, right, uh, appears. And it's, I, I cannot help but pronounce it a bit like a Scot. Let, yeah, anyway, uh, I'll, I'll let that go. Um, the, the other thing that uh, occurred to me and I wanted to say is I, I'm, I've decided that I will think of the Haven as the Star Trek church. <laughs> now, can any of you imagine why? No, 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 not that. So um, those of you who may be familiar with not only Star Trek, but Star Trek, the next generation, okay? There are two regular uh, uh, commands, the words of the commands, you, you know, what they are. One of them is, imagine now Jean-Luc Picard saying, Make it so. You know, you, in your, in, in, you know, in the course of your service, you say, Amen. Amen. So frequently. Amen. And you know, what Amen means is, it make it so. Okay? Star Trek. The other, the other uh, command that you hear frequently, again from Jean-Luc Picard, is, Engage. And I see this church as engaged. I, I really appreciate that. Okay, I, I, I wanted to tell you that. So, having said that, um, I, uh, if you will, you might uh, uh, turn in your Bibles to Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. Now, I understand that you've been working through Paul Tripp's instruments in the Redeemer's hands. And uh, 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 how far are you through? Are you through chapter 10? I think so. I, I think I saw on your website that you're, you've done that. So, um, uh, I'll, I'll draw your attention particularly, uh, not that you have to pull out the book, that's not what I mean. But uh, uh, chapter 4 is entitled, The Heart is the Target. And let me say that in my view, the heart is the heart of the matter. Amen. Okay? So with that being said, um, uh, um, the, the, uh, the other uh, thing, when you talk about the heart as the target, you are once again using the language of warfare. All right? Maybe hunting, but warfare, okay? Um, and uh, I think that's, that's important, as Pastor Shishko has um, uh, sort of alluded to uh, on a number of occasions. I am a reader of military history and military strategy and you know, all those kinds of things. So I, I think that the Bible is full of military imagery, 
language, uh, and, and so on, right? God is a warrior. Not a warrior, a warrior. Okay, make sure you got that right. Um, and um, uh, that, I think that, uh, that is a key to an awful lot of um, what we, uh, what we uh, are engaged in here and now. Uh, for what it's worth, you might note um, Paul Tripp's and Tim Lane's book, How People Change, which has a little bit different um, approach to things. Um, maybe, uh, maybe it's more geared to people who are going to be doing counseling um, in a more, what should I say, you know, professional way or that kind of thing. But it, it contains a model that actually was developed by David Pallison. Um, and uh, I don't know if, if you are all familiar with the name David Pallison. David Pallison passed in uh, 2019. Um, and in my judgment, um, a great loss uh, to the church. Um, I knew David personally. Um, as it happens, he and his wife and uh, my wife and I were house-sitting across the street from one another during seminary days, and we actually drove to seminary uh, uh, together. So, but, um, and I got to know him even better uh, in uh, somewhat later years. But, um, but uh, the, the David focused on a, um, a model based on Jeremiah 17, verses 1 through 10. Um, really, five through ten, um, and which we 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 read a little bit more than that um, in cha- uh, chapter seventeen today, but um, that was really the foundation of what I would refer to as the three trees model. Um, and uh, um, Paul Tra- uh, uh, David never published anything with that diagram or or um, that model in it, um, but. Uh, Others have, and including um, Trip and Lane, and uh, and w- what that is also all about is idolatry. Yeah. So if, if you think about that passage uh, and its context, it's all about idolatry. Mm-hmm. So we, you know when you're uh, well, when I'm doing counseling, I'm always thinking in terms of idolatry as as a a um, very fruitful uh, way of thinking about sin. All right? So those are all my sort of introductory comments. But uh, uh, we could... (coughs) Pastor Shishko initially, when he said, you know, we do the Sunday school class, said, do something about counseling. Well, we could talk about a lot of different things, okay? And I'm not sure... um, at that point, whether you had started doing uh, instruments in the Redeemer's hands. But, uh, but um, uh, then later he said, well, you know, be ready for questions and try and weave some of the history of uh, biblical counseling and, and so on in. So you'll get some of that, I think. But um, what, what, uh, what we want to uh, look at in particular today, and as you've got 1 Corinthians chapter 10, in front of you, it, um, it, have this 
directive thought in mind, all the Bible could be summed up in terms of our task. That is to say, what am I supposed to do with this? Right? All the commands, all the promises, all the narratives, all the poetry, all the wisdom stuff, proverbs, and so on, you know, all that. What am I supposed to do with this? And the answer to that question could be put in summary form as be faithful. Okay? Be faithful. Now, this is not altogether unrelated to the sermon this morning, but be faithful. Now, here, here's why I like that term. To be faithful means to devote yourself to Christ. Be devoted. Okay? It also means to obey Christ. Or be obedient. It also means to trust Christ. Be, fa- be full of faith. Right? I sometimes talk about the dog we used to have, Valentine, German Shepherd. All right? He, in spite of the name, it's like Valentino, I suppose. Right? Valentine was faithful. He was devoted. Wouldn't let you out of his sight. All right? Follower. And he was obedient. Right? We raised him, actually, for the CNI. And he was trusting. Okay? He would trust you to handle him, you know, if he's got an injury or something. He would trust you. Faithful. So, I know not everybody here is going to be a dog lover. Right, Pastor Shishko? (laughs) See, I know some things about Pastor Bill. Okay. But, but, uh, um, but I think really that's kind of an illustration of how we ought to be. So what that means is, and I use these specific words deliberately, look to Christ. That's what it means to be faithful. Look to Christ. Now, with that in mind, we turn to 1 Corinthians 10. And... Um, Now, uh, we'll start with verse 11. Now, all these things happen to them, referring to the Old Testament saints, right? And the, uh, the people in the wilderness. Now, all these things happen to them as examples, and they were written for our admonition. Just by the by, the Greek word there is nuthetain from which the word nuthetic comes, okay? They were written for our admonition, upon whom the ends of the ages have come. That's us. Therefore, let him who thinks he stands take heed lest he fall. Verse 13 is what we're going to focus on. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, 
but with the temptation will also make the way of escape that you may be able to bear it. (coughs) Excuse me, bear it. Therefore, my beloved, flee from idolatry. All right? Now, um, if, if, you, if you think in the context here, uh, beginning at verse 1, where you have some of this historical information from which many things could be taken, um, not all of which are specifically relevant to what, uh, what we are um, about now, um, down to uh, verse 15, I speak as to wise men, judge for yourselves what I say, I mean, all of that, you, you'll note, first of all, uh, language about idolatry. Okay? Um, uh, also, um, in, verse, uh, in verse 6, um, uh, these things became our examples to the intent that we should not lust, intense desire, uh, after evil things, as they also lusted. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, in our culture, we're inclined to think of lust in terms of sexual things. It really doesn't. Uh, I mean, it certainly would could include that, but it it really means intense desire. It's possible to talk about your lust for God, yeah. right? A good thing. Okay, so. Um, uh, although it doesn't usually occur in that kind of a context. Um, Also, note in verse um, 9, nor let uh, let us, don't let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempted and were destroyed by serpents. That were, the word there could perhaps better be translated Test. Don't let them test. Uh, Don't let us test Christ, as some of them also tested. But it is the same Greek word that gets translated tempt later on. Okay? More on that in a moment. And then also, verse 11. um, uh, um, Yeah, that's right. Uh, no, that's not uh, verse ten. Sorry, um, don't let us complain. Yeah. Okay, so don't let anybody, don't let anybody call you a complainer, right? Yeah. As GI noted, yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I too wept when I heard the news about GI. Although I didn't have the relationship with them that you did, so yeah. Um, so, let's think just a little bit um, uh, more closely about the word that gets translated temptation, or it could be translated test. Um, so, in, in verse 13, no temptation, no test, no trial, no trouble, could be translated all those ways, has overtaken you, except such as common to man. Okay? Um, uh, so, um, we think about uh, temptation as an enticement with desire. When we use the word temptation, that's usually what people think of, right? You're, you know, you're, 
I was tempted to eat more of that dessert. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Or, uh, or um, you know, I'm drinking my coffee because, like God's word, you, you can never get too much coffee. Okay? That's what we usually think of as temptation. Um, but um, uh, a little bit more on that in a moment. Uh, so um, to test um, is, uh, is uh, in the sense of to prove or um, uh, to demonstrate. Um, it is, um, it's also, though, uh, the sense of you, you test metals. You try metals, okay, um, as a way of refining them. What it really means is refining. And you know how you refine metals. You melt them, okay, you heat them up in a fire, and then you beat on them, right, and, and let them cool. Then you heat them up again, and you beat on them, right? I and mean, that's what the, you know, the blacksmiths uh, w- would do, and so on. So, or you put them in a smelter, where all the, all the uh, impurities rise to the top, you skim them off, right? But you're, you're talking about melted liquid metal, right? That... That's trying, okay? Um, uh, or, um, or trouble. So um, uh, troubles are kind of the flip sides of what we think of as temptation, right? Because, you know, temptation, I'm enticed. Trouble, I'm, oh no, stay away. Okay? Maybe that's a little thespian. So, <laughs> thanks, Keith. That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, um, uh, you put all these together, though, and um, I, would, I would define the word uh, that could be translated temptation, the word that appears here in, um, in 1 Corinthians uh, 10, verse 13, um, and it, uh, it appears in the noun form, temptation, and it appears in the verb form, to tempt. They're just different forms of the same Greek word. Okay, I would define it this way. Trouble, affliction, trial, enticement, distraction, keyword, distraction from beholding the faithfulness of God in the person, word, and work of Christ. All right, now that's a, that's a packed definition, but um, uh, if you can get hold of that, I think... Uh, there's an awful lot that, that goes with that. I don't, I'm not sure that you're going to hear that definition from anybody or anywhere else. But, but um, distraction, because remember, what's our task? Look to Jesus. Look to Jesus. Oh, look over here. It's temptation. Over here is temptation. Got it? Temptation. What are you looking at me for? Look over there. See? That is Temptation. Uh, distraction from beholding the faithfulness of God, which is in the center of the verse. Yeah, right. right? God is faithful. Um, in, and the faithfulness of God demonstrated in the person of Christ, the word of Christ, the work of Christ. Any situation that constitutes temptation with all of its unique particular features, okay, is nevertheless subject to the obvious, ob, 
observation of the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, no temptation, trial, trouble, test has overtaken you except such as is common to man. All of the various reactions to it, as well as any circumstances which led to it, are only understandable as instances of sinners responding to other sinners and to the pressures of living in this present evil age in the context of all of the effects of the fall on every one of us, both body and spirit, even at the microscopic, literally and figuratively, microscopic level. Failure to understand complicates our response. Mm. Failure to understand what I just said complicates our response. Okay. Mm. What is meant by temptation, test, trouble? Distraction, refinement, hardship. It involves pressure of some kind, which... Romans 5, verse 3, you can go there. Um, the, word, uh, uh, the word gets trans, uh, the word is flip, flipsis, okay? Um, transliterated, T-H-L-I-P-S-I-S, flipsis. It gets translated tribulation, it gets translated suffering. Literally, at its most fundamental level, it means Pressure. Okay. So you have it there, Pastor Shishko? Read the read the verse. In Greek. Pardon me? In Greek. Yes. Uh, no, you don't need to read it in the Greek. Can you uh, you have it there in the Greek? I do. Okay. But yeah, but this is but not only that, but also we, we boast in flipsis tribulations, knowing that and there's your word. Flipsis, tribulations, are, are working out patience. Right. Patience. <coughs> or endurance. Right? right? Mm-hmm. Same thing. Um, so, um, uh, so, for the Christian, temptation, whether it's of the enticement kind or the hardship kind, temptation always involves suffering, whether by by enticement to desires or threat of fears, hardship, or pleasures, because temptation to look away from Christ is in some sense painful. Yeah, interesting. All right? It is folly in the language of Proverbs and the Psalms. It hurts and we know it, but we do it anyway. Okay? It's what it means to be sinners. Okay? Um, so you can think about Romans 1, verses 18 and following. It's the agony of Romans 7. You know, I, 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 what I don't want to do, I do. What I want to do, I don't do. Right? Paul's in agony. That's the agony. We, we know What's right? But. Okay? So, um, the purpose of all that is 
to refine our faith. In God's hands, that's to refine our faith. Now, the fact that we live in this present evil age, okay, and if I have to unpack that, I, I, I will in about 10 minutes. Um, uh, but this present evil age, the consequences of Adam's sin and the fall, okay, means that everything, even at the microscopic level, is not right. Oh, I'll put it that way. It's not right. It's not, you know, it's not what it really was designed to be. It's not totally off, okay, but it doesn't work right. That means our minds, our bodies, you know, uh, how we respond to things emotionally. Emotions are not bad. Don't, you know, don't let anybody tell you that. Uh, their emotions are part of, necessarily part of everything we do. It's part of our experience. It just is. However, our emotions are not reliable. You don't, you don't trust what they tell you. you can pay attention, make note, but they're not going to be determinative. All right. But there, the, our emotions are also affected by the fall, the fact that we are fallen creatures living in a fallen world. Okay? Your body chemistry, affected by the fall. Okay? Everything affected by the fall. Look out here. All right? You got, you know, you got trees. I'm just, you know, uh, you got uh, various, no doubt there will be flowers coming up around here somewhere and, uh, before they're up, okay, the other end. Okay, you know, all that stuff. But none of it is perfect. None of it's perfect. Okay? Trees die, flowers fade, all that. Well, we use that language, actually, in the service today. So, thanks to the fall. Thank Adam. Adam, not Eve. Adam. And, sorry, you've got to tell it like it is. All right? Um, it doesn't mean that the women are innocent. Don't, we're not going there. But it was Adam's fault that we're sinners. It's Adam's fault that we're sinners. Be clear about that. Um, which is why Jesus is the second Adam, not the second Eve. Okay? All right. So, so what lies do we believe? I can. Or I can't. Yeah, right. I, I, I. But Christ did. Okay? Um, so, um, uh, yeah, verse um, Ephesians 10, uh, 6 rather, there is no Ephesians 10, Ephesians 6, verse 10 and following, um, you know, we're, uh, we're engaged in warfare, okay, and, and what is, what's the idea? Ephesians 6, verse 10 and following, right? Put on the full armor of God. Why? What's the idea? Say that again. Stand. You're not going to beat the, the evil one to death. You're not going to defeat. That's not the point. Stand. In other words, be faithful. Amen. Okay? Now, with that in mind, you take a look, go back to um, Ephesians, or, um, 1 Corinthians uh, 10, verse 13. So, God is faithful 
who will not let you be tempted, tested, tried, troubled, beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will also provide what is sometimes translated a way of escape. It's, you know, it's a way, basically, it's a way, so that you may stand under it. So people look at this verse. First of all, First uh, Corinthians ten thirteen really just stands totally in the face of the idea that nobody knows the troubles I've seen. You know that old blues tune? Okay, we can't sing it because everybody knows the troubles you've seen. Right? When you know when you go when you go uh, or somebody comes to you. Um, as a friend or whatnot, you have no idea how... I'm sorry, but everybody has a good idea of what you go through. Okay? The specific particulars of your circumstances may be very different, but fundamentally it's the same. Jesus was tempted, tested, tried, troubled in every way, just like you but without sin. Well, how can that be true? Jesus never had to deal with somebody in a car cutting me off on a highway. He never did that. Oh. But you think Jesus didn't have to deal with people, you know, doing dumb stuff? I mean, look at his disciples. I mean, okay, look at us. Okay? You know, so whatever it is, okay, it's, it, it, it's reducible to the point where it is common to man, okay? You know, some of you may remember Dana Carvey on uh, Saturday Night Live. A- anybody? Okay. He was also church lady. What's that? He was also church lady. He, exactly. He was, he was the church lady. All right? And his... His line was, you're so special. He's not special. And the point, really, his point was to say, no, you're not. (laughs) Well, I got the news for you. You're not. Okay? You're not. You're not different. You're not unique. Okay. So, um, moving on uh, quickly, though. So, okay, we, we we can't make that kind of complaint. But, uh, but God is faithful, and now folks look at the next part. Oh, but with the temptation, God's going to provide a way for me to get out of it. That's not what it says. Right. He provides a way of escape from you being unfaithful. He provides a way for you to look at the faithfulness of God. That's the gospel. The gospel is the way of escape so that you may stand up under the temptation. You may be faithful in the midst of the temptation. Your responses will be faithful. Mm 